Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 34. And as I probably always say, guys, I am so excited about this interview. And seriously, I am so excited. Today we have Ashley Keller on the podcast, and she is the creator, founder of Glowbody PT. And if you have been following her on Instagram for any period of time, you will know why I'm so excited about having her on the show. And if you haven't been following her, then I'm going to give you, or she's going to give you like a bazillion reasons to follow her in this episode. So before we get started with Ashley, I want to give a big thank you to our reviewer of the week, and that is the Crystal Unicorn Pegasus. She says, inspiring for future birthing mamas. I'm 34 years old and preparing along with my partner to become first-time birthing parents. I love listening to your podcast during this preconception time as it gives me so much inspiration and courage to pursue my dream of a free birth at home. Thank you for all you do and congrats on your newest babe. Thank you so much. And if you will email me at Caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, then I will be sending you a Happy Home Birth Podcast sticker. I also want to thank this episode's sponsor, that is midwife Carrie LaChapelle, and she is a licensed midwife CPM, and she is a NARM certified preceptor who is offering this weekend, July 26th through the 28th, a weekend of learning basic midwife skills. The skills weekend will help make you an asset to any midwife's birth team. She's going to be doing everything from CPR class to blood pressure, everything in between. There's going to be time for skills sign-offs on the NARM Form 201. So this weekend should end with you, if you decide to come, having the first sign-offs on over 35 skills. There's an outline available for those interested, and you can email her at clmidwife at gmail.com if you want more information. Now remember, that's in Greenville, South Carolina, so anybody in the Southeast, come on over and learn from an amazing midwife. Thank you so much for sponsoring this, Carrie, and thank you so much for being willing to help those uh, along their way to becoming midwives as well. So... Take a screenshot if you can right now and post it on your Instagram story so that I can share in my stories as well. I love doing that. And if you will take a moment to review on iTunes, you can be a reviewer of the week just like uh, Unicorn Pegasus (laughs) was this week. So that's everything that I have for you guys right now. Let's jump on over and talk to Ashley. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thanks for having me, Caitlin. Yeah, I'm so excited to to speak with you today. I've been following you on Instagram for quite some time, and now I'm getting geared up to do your post-pregnancy workout plan. So I would Yay. love, yeah, I, I just feel like you're going to be such a great resource for, for my audience. So would you mind by um, starting, yeah, would you mind starting by introducing yourself and your family? Sure. My name is Ashley Keller, and I'm a mom of three, two little boys. And then my most recent, uh, we left the gender surprise, and I really hoped it was going to be a girl. My husband um, 
kept joking that no matter what I delivered, whether it's a boy or a girl, he's just going to tell me it was a girl. Um, <laughs> I was like, you better tell me the truth, you know, because he's going to see the gender first. Um, anyways, it turned out to be a girl, which I was very excited and blessed. Yeah. So three babies and I am an army spouse. So we live a unique lifestyle with lots of deployments. I'm running the show by myself at home most of the time. Wow. And yeah, we live in in a military community. I used to be in the army myself as well. And I got out a few years ago to start Glowbody PT. Okay. Well, would you mind uh, telling me how, how Glowbody PT actually started? Sure. Um, so before babies, we can all like picture this when you have lots of time to do whatever you want. Um, I used to exercise a lot. I was a, a pro triathlete for Team USA and um, ended up winning a world championship for half Ironman. So I worked out all the time. I had more time to do so. And then I um, served in the army, which also afforded that time to exercise and then becoming a mom, you know, your world is immediately changed and you don't have time anymore, hardly any time for yourself at all. So I realized that I needed really short and time efficient workouts that I can now do from home. I'm talking 30 minutes or less that required pretty much anything, pretty much nothing, you know, very minimal equipment that could deliver results. So I needed this for myself. So I just decided to start sharing what I was doing um, for my prenatal workouts with my second pregnancy and sharing that with moms, hoping that maybe there'd be a couple other ladies out there like me who wanted something that was intense, but still very respectful and safe during pregnancy. And it turned out there was a lot. So (laughs) global just started growing and building. And I was like, Hey, I'm getting out of the army. This is where my passion's at. And just continued to pour into this community of women. And it's so fulfilling and, um, just motivating for me to come into contact with so many strong women who have, who are like-minded and, don't have a lot of time, but just want to get the best results they can at home too. Right. And so how many years is it now that you've been, uh, that you have led Glow Body PT? About a little over three years. Okay. Yeah. That is so cool. And you started on YouTube. I did. Is that yep. right? I started on YouTube. Yeah. In between work breaks. So I'd come home in my, my army combat uniform and I'd put on some makeup, very little, right? Because I'm, I'm not very good at makeup, put on a little makeup and film with a camera propped up with some note cards on my kitchen counter and just record my workouts. And then I quickly wash off the makeup and, you know, take out any studs I put in my ears if I had earrings in and show back <laughs> up to work at 1 PM an hour later. And it was just a hobby. And it turned into something where women were like, Hey, I want more. I keep delivering this content. And so it grew from there. And it's definitely a unique audience. It's women who are willing to work out kind of hard to push themselves a bit. It's not your average, um, stretching and breathing routines. It's intense, but it gets you the most for your, your 10 minutes of time that you do have to exercise. That is what I love about it so much. And what drew me to it was that, you know, it's not the kind of, oh, just like plugging along really slow pregnancy workouts and, and, uh, post-pregnancy workouts. It's intense. And it, the results that I have seen of all of these other women and, um, in your groups and the people that follow you, it's so incredible to see them working so hard and, and, you know, really taking their fitness seriously. 
Yeah. The women in the community literally inspire me every day. <laughs> they inspire me to, to take care of myself. It's, it's exciting. Oh, that is so cool. Well, one of the questions that I was thinking about was how throughout all of your pregnancies and especially the most recent one, what were you focusing on to keep yourself healthy and fit? So like, what are some basic do's and don'ts of working out during pregnancy? Sure. Yeah. So that's, uh, it goes, it's trimester time by trimester really. So starting, well, let's just start at first trimester. We really want to make sure that we're not overheating since you're already maintaining a higher body temperature than usual with a much greater blood volume. We tend to overheat a lot easier and that starts right away in first trimester along with the breathlessness. Um, and you're feeling breathless, not because you've gained a lot of weight in first trimester, just because the change in hormones literally makes it harder for your body to oxygenate all of itself. So you can't breathe as well as you used to just a few weeks ago. So the key is taking your, your highest intensity level from, uh, what used to be a 10, if that was your all out max down to a, a six or seven being your max and feeling good about that, giving yourself some grace because you don't need to be working out at a 10 anymore, starting right away in first trimester. And the way you can kind of gauge that is to make sure that you can have a conversation or a sentence with a friend. And if no one's there with you, that you can say the pledge of allegiance without mm-hmm. dying and having to take a break. Then, you know, you're at the right intensity level. Oh, um, that's you, a cool way. As far as like moves too, um, as far as what's safe or what's not. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you really need to avoid holding your breath. So if you're a woman who does lift heavy weights, it's called the Valsalva maneuver. And it's really common when you lift a, a deadlift or a squat. So hold your breath for a little bit and put down the weight during pregnancy. No more holding your breath. You have to ensure that you're breathing the entire time throughout those moves. If you are someone who has varicose veins or your mom does, meaning you're genetically prone to it, we want to avoid foam rolling the legs so that we don't exasperate any of the varicose veins. But if you don't have any and you don't have a genetic history, then you can continue to foam roll and you will not cause them. It's only if you already have a, um, a high chance of getting it because you know, it's in your genes. Right. And let's talk about taking care of your abs too. So first trimester, you need to have strong abs. You want to be doing core work, obliques, the front, the rectus abdominis is the long abdominal wall in the front. You want to be taking care of our back and making that really strong. But then once you move into second trimester, we need to be more deliberate and careful about what kind of ab work we're doing. So no more lying flat on the back past first trimester. Any movements or exercises flat on your back really limits the blood flow to your uterus, which is something that we just don't want to risk. For many women, they can be just fine. But it's to me as a trainer, I would never risk anyone um, doing that during their pregnancy, staying on your back like that. Right. Definitely be lifting weights. I can't stress that enough. So even if you are not exercising before your pregnancy, during during first trimester, you want to keep your body in its same norm. I wouldn't recommend going to start lifting heavy weights in first trimester if you were not working out before, because the more you can keep your body in its fitness norm during first trimester, the higher chance you have of a successful pregnancy, mitigating, um, mitigating any risks for miscarriage through your activity level. You want to just keep doing what you're doing, 
at a lower intensity. But if you were already um, lifting some weights or doing a little bit of resistance training prior to your pregnancy, you also want to keep that up, keeping your body again in its norm. And lifting weights is going to help you maintain a level of muscle mass. And that's the best way to keep body fat down along with your diet. So it is hard to eat healthy, but the more lean muscle we can carry on our body, the more calories it's burning per day, you know, just 30 to 60 calories for each pound of muscle we have just burning it for us, which is exciting. It's going to help you like keep a healthier back. You're going to have a reduced chance of C-section. If you can lift weights and stay strong during your pregnancy, squats is going to take care of that pelvic floor to keep it really long and healthy and strong, like picture a hammock. Um, or another favorite analogy is a paper bag. If you picture a paper bag, the strongest, most reinforced spot at the bottom, that's our pelvic floor. But if we are not strengthening that pelvic floor through, um, through doing Kegels and lengthening that pelvic floor with squats, then it gets really loose. And the heavier we get during our pregnancy and the more baby grows, we put a lot of pressure on that paper bag. And if it becomes, um, wet, and soggy, eventually it's going to start breaking and we're going to have leaks because our pelvic floor has been compromised. So keeping yourself fit and healthy will help reduce those issues um, during pregnancy and postpartum that, that we deal with, but we can help reduce those by keeping yourself healthy during pregnancy. Very cool. And that's interesting that you mentioned that. So you're saying that in the second trimester, even if you hadn't been lifting weights before, that would be a decent time to start. Yes, absolutely. 13 weeks along, wonderful time to start lifting weights. Five 10-pound dumbbells would be perfect. Okay, very cool. So that is actually one thing that I did during my past pregnancy. Um, my first pregnancy, I focused a lot more on high-intensity interval training, and that was it, like just sprinting, basically. But then with the second one, my husband and I had already been lifting some pretty heavy weights, and I feel like that made such a difference in my pregnancy in my birth and now in my postpartum, um, just oh, feeling so, so much stronger. Yeah. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. And so what do you jumping into the third trimester? What does that kind yeah. of look like? Sure. So third trimester, something we need to be more aware of is really high relaxing hormone. So that's the hormone that works with us to deliver. It's going to help our our pelvis expand and help us have a, a natural vaginal delivery. So we want to have high relaxant, but at the same time, it can make our joints overly flexible, which leads to women having trouble with their wrists, having wrist pain when they're pregnant and just being overly hypermobile. So doing things like um, yoga and flexibility training during third trimester, we can still do it, but we need to be more cognizant that our body is much more mobile than it used to be and than it needs to be for a lot of things. And that can easily lead to injury if we're doing too much of it. So I don't recommend doing prenatal yoga every day. Once a week would really be ideal, but we don't want to go overboard on this hypermobility that we have during third trimester. And then also just the heaviness feeling that you get in your groin and our body gives us signals. So women will ask, Hey, when do I need to start running? Or when do I need to stop doing the stair climber or, or, or lifting? And really, if you listen to your bodies, our bodies are so smart. It's going to give you signals and you're going to feel a pain. And that's your body saying, lay off mama, 
give me a little break. I am growing a baby right now. Back <laughs> right. off whatever this movement is and change. And so especially during third trimester, um, I have a free prenatal training schedule and it actually stops at 32 weeks. And that's because from 33 weeks to 40 or 41 or 42, whenever your body decides to go into labor, I really want you being in tune with your body and listening to what it needs. You can still go back and use my second and third trimester safe workouts, but there's no pressure to stick to a specific signal because you really have to be in tune with what your body is telling you is okay or not okay during third trimester. Oh, I love that so much. And I love how you talk about your body really being the one that kind of leads that show. I'm not trying to go back to my pregnancy all the time, but <laughs> I, I will say I ended up getting a virus like at 35 weeks. And it was right after that virus that I realized, nope, I am not like, I'm not continuing the same workouts that I've been doing. Like we are going low and slow and light from here on out. So that's so neat to hear. Yeah. And I was actually going to bring up your, um, your free pregnancy workout guide. Would you kind of explain that? Does it go through the, um, for anyone who's interested, it goes through each trimester and gives specific workouts. It does. Yeah. It's, uh, just a free prenatal training schedule that you can snag from my website. And I was like, Hey, grab it. If you don't like it, don't use it. But if you do, mm-hmm. and it's going to help keep you motivated and on track and really just take that stress and guesswork out of what you should be doing and when it's safe. Um, that's what it's there for. And you can just click on the workout. It takes you directly to my YouTube video and I coach you through exactly what to do and what muscles to focus on. It starts in first trimester and takes you all the way through 32 weeks, week by week, your workouts are are changing and progressing to be appropriate for your pregnant body. And um, can just help reassure that you're taking care of yourself and staying fit and taking away of all the stress of figuring out what to do. That is so amazing. That is such an incredible resource. Uh, so you guys should definitely go check that out. And on the note of, um, of your own pregnancy, I would love to hear, I know that you had a natural birth, at least with your last one. Did you have, did you always have natural births or did you kind of progress in, in that? Um, yeah, I have. Um, they've all been vaginal births. My first labor was, was by far the hardest, which I think is a common trend. And I've listened to that as well on your podcast. That first labor <laughs> brings oh, yeah. you to a dark spot, you know, like, um, so that was by far my farthest. And I did have an epidural on my first labor. And then my most recent two labor and deliveries were, were natural. And I, I, um, have delivered in the hospital with all three. We live on an army base. So I live a mile from the hospital and I absolutely love the midwives and the nurses there. I've had nothing but a positive experience. So to me, it's been a safe environment because I feel like, um, I know what to expect and, um, I can feel, I feel like I know I'm being taken care of in a way that's respectful and not pushy on how my delivery will go. Um, Mm -hmm because there's no money incentive for them to push a C-section or to push a complicated delivery. They don't get any more money either way. So they really just allow you to deliver how you want to move around. And that was really important to me. This most recent baby pretty much fell out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I have found like delivering on all fours position on, on a bed or on the floor to be very 
successful in getting baby farther into the pelvic canal and just in that perfect open position for delivery. However, during this third labor, I went from being on all fours to standing on the floor, just leaning my arms over on the bed and literally with one push, this baby was falling to the floor. And I was like, the baby's coming. Or I said, the baby's coming. And the nurses rushed over, arms out, pushed my husband aside. You know, they're like, get out of the way, get out way. And, and helped um, grab my baby from not landing on the floor. So it's, it's incredible how your body really learns what to do. It learns how to relax, I think, better through contractions as you have had um, more subsequent babies, more babies over time. Right. That's amazing. And also I love that there are midwives at, um, at your hospital because you know, that is, it's so frustrating that that is not the case for so many hospitals, but definitely that midwifery model of care helps so much. Absolutely. I'm really grateful for it. So after having such a healthy pregnancy, a healthy um, delivery, what was your postpartum experience like? And how did you, number one, how did you know that you were kind of at a point where you were ready to start working out again? And what did that progression look like? So postpartum, my first thing I'm working on is just rest hard. And that is my main focus, especially the first seven to 10 days post-vaginal delivery is just telling myself, Ashley, you need to rest because you know, as well as I do, Caitlin, in a week or two or three weeks, all the family's gone, you have no more help and you are back to your full load of responsibilities plus having a newborn to care for while you're severely sleep deprived, while your uterus hasn't come back down to size, while you're still bleeding, your perineum is still sore and possibly torn and healing. Um, So it's a lot. So really resting hard that first, I'd say 10 days postpartum, lying on the couch, nursing baby, skin to chest, skin to skin. Those things are my focus postpartum so I can heal as much as possible naturally. Warm, warm teas, taking, um, I do placenta encapsulation, taking prenatal vitamins, continuing that on, taking a omega-3 fatty acid supplement which contains um, DHA, really key for babies' brain and eye and immune system and babies that get more of that DHA through breast milk um, have have better health overall. So those are things that I, I do postpartum right away to get my body max recovery while I'm not doing anything, while I'm just lying on the couch. And, um, wearing belly binding. I know that you're a sport of that too. I do Ben Kung belly binding and that helps pull your rectus abdominis, the abdominal wall in the front back together where there has been natural separation that creates a gap during your pregnancy in order totally normal, which allows your baby to grow. And so it's healthy to have that gap during pregnancy, but postpartum, we need to come back together. So wearing a postpartum binding, immediately postpartum day two is when I start and I wear it for 40 days does help your, your body retrain how to come back together as well as remove it from excess fluids. So all of that is before I even think about moving or activity or fitness. And 
as the time comes to start uh, being more active around 10 days postpartum, I'll start going on daily walks and getting more serious about my Kegel routine. And that's ensuring that I'm doing Kegels three times per day, about 10 reps. And the goal is to work up to 10 seconds, which I could not do at first. I think I could hold it for two seconds. It was like, oh, this is, this is bad this time. I was leaking every time I sneeze and I was like, oh, I really need to focus on this within a couple, couple weeks of deliberately doing that three times a day. And during those Kegels, I'll get visual with you for a second. You're thinking about your, your vaginal canal as a straw and you're using that straw to suck a tampon in and up. You're really focusing on pulling in and up and not just squeezing. We're not just clenching our butts. We're clenching the rectum. We're really thinking on pulling in and up that vaginal canal. And that's getting the connection that we need that we have forgotten during our pregnancy with our, with the muscles that wrap all the way around us, like a girdle, it's called the transverse abdominis. And by doing these very deliberate, slow, controlled, thoughtful Kegels, we are activating those innermost abdominal muscles that connect from the pelvic floor all the way up to the rib cage, retraining them, resetting them on how to, to work again. So you're doing your Kegel routine. You are progressively walking short work walks around your neighborhood with baby in a carrier on chest to chest or in an infant safe stroller. And I'm doing all of that until I get the go officially from my midwife to resume exercise. And for me, that's always around five to six weeks postpartum when I get checked and, and, and get the go, get the all clear that it's okay to, to start my post-pregnancy plan. Oh, very cool. And, and, you know, I feel like so many moms do struggle in that post-pregnancy phase, you know, whether it's getting back into working out, maybe they didn't work out during pregnancy even, and they're just kind of overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh, like now I've just got so much, or even feeling the pressure to begin too soon. Um, There's just so much contradictory information. So how do you feel confident knowing what to do? Are you really just focusing on like, okay, when my, when my midwife says that it's time, I can start um, these safe, exercises? Uh, again, just like during third trimester, when I talked about body signals, our bodies give us a lot of signals postpartum too. Um, if you, if women have delivered by a C-section and there's still any oozing at the incision site, your body is clearly still healing. If you are still having bleeding at, when you get the go, you know, your body's not actually ready. You're, you haven't actually healed all the way. Um, and still at six weeks postpartum, if that's when women are starting to think about working out, your body still isn't healed. And that's why it's so important to be doing a postnatal specific recovery plan because you cannot just jump back into regular hit routines or circuits or, or cardio because you're setting your body up for failure. Your relaxing levels are still high. You're more prone to injury. Your abs are not intact anymore. Your pelvic floor is not intact. So it's getting your body to work correctly again. That's the key. It's more than just fitness, more than just working out. It's like, hey, we need to retrain our body how to work correctly because it got a little wonky during pregnancy and postpartum. (laughs) I love that. Yes, that is such a huge a huge idea that I totally missed with my first baby, like totally, totally missed that. And so I am so glad that I've found your information because I'm really looking forward to kind of doing this postpartum the right way. And that being the case, I would love for you to talk um, about your 
your 12-week post-pregnancy course and how it helps mothers recover well and what makes it different from any other, you know, HIT routine? Sure. I, I'm so excited. You're going to, you're going to absolutely love it, Caitlin. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm seriously like, <laughs> I'm counting down the days. It's like, oh, we're getting close. <laughs> I'm stoked for you. Um, number one is diastasis recti. So not everybody has diastasis recti. And what that is, is that's, that's the gap along your abdominal wall. But if it goes unaddressed and a lot of women are not checked sadly at their postpartum checkup for this ab gap, um, and if they are not checked and they, they start working out and doing exercises that they didn't, that they used to do, that used to work for their stomach, and now you're trying to go back to your normal routine, your push-ups or planks or crunches or sit-ups or V-ups and leg raises, these things that really used to work on your abs, they're actually going to exasperate the gap and, and make the pooch wider. So this plan is 100% diastasis recti healing, We're not doing anything that's going to make the mommy tummy worse, make that pooch worse, make you leak more, have incontinence. It's all about re-strengthening the abs the right way, which has to be progressive over time. And that's what a lot of ladies mess. They think, okay, I just need to do diastasis, rectisive ab workouts, and I'll do the same thing every day. Don't do that. That is, it's like you wouldn't train legs every day. You can't train your abs every day either. They need rest. They need progression and they need variety. And so that's what I deliver. And because we are all super busy postpartum and tired and just dealing with a new level of a new normal, it saves women time so they don't have to think about it. I literally needed my postpartum plan this time. Postpartum gave me number three. My husband mm-hmm. deployed at five weeks postpartum. Ava was five weeks. Uh-huh. And I was on my own with three babies. And Honestly, I wouldn't have been able to keep my head above water if I didn't have this plan because I could literally just click and go. It would take me to my workouts, coach coach me through exactly what to do, what to squeeze and when, how long to exercise for, when to rest, and then I'd be done in 20 or 30 minutes and on with my day because it's just four days a week. So I knew, okay, it's just four days a week, Ash. You can do this. I know that it works. And when I felt a little hard, my body would adapt. And then the workouts change and then your body adapts again. And over the course of 12 weeks, we start with metabolism week up and then we, we work into burning fat in phase two. And then phase three, we really tone up and get stronger. So with this progressive model, it just takes care of your postpartum body the way it needs to without you having to put it in the brain work. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was so key with three babies now and a deployed husband and just a lot on my plate. I really needed it. And it was a lifesaver. Oh yeah. It's, it's so amazing because it really is beautifully laid out. Even just like the way that you've put it all together. It's so easy to go through and look and see what's coming and having the calendars where you can just like cross off the days as you go. Um, and so I would love to hear like what kinds of, as like in the progression. So, you know, it's, obviously not only ab workouts, what other kinds of workouts do you do? Yeah, we do full body, lower body legs, but, um, I, I do focus on the butt a lot. And this is because most of the moms on the 12 week post-pregnancy plan are breastfeeding and breastfeeding by its nature, it will take fat first from your, your 
butt. <laughs> and um, that, can be, that can be really frustrating because then at least the flat butt syndrome and we're all trying to keep a healthy booty. And it makes it really hard, and especially six months postpartum because baby's eating, you know, consuming a lot of breast milk butt that point. So we train the butt a lot in order to still keep your shape because if there's not as much fat there as you usually carry, we have to develop muscle to give it some, some roundness and some perkiness. So you focus <laughs> a lot on the butt and I, I wish breast milk took fat from the belly. That would be ideal. That would but be so great. It doesn't contain as much and our bodies know it's like, Hey, baby needs DHA. They get it from the butt, goes to breast milk and delivers the nutrition baby needs. So that's um, kind of cool. So folks like a little frustrating. Upper body. Yeah. Yeah, a little frustrating, but it's just the fact of motherhood. And so I do give you do give that baby some more focus. And then strong arms because carrying your baby all the time is exhausting. It is difficult to carry a car seat, especially when you have another child, another older child you might be carrying. The car seat slams against your upper thigh. And if you don't have strong arms and shoulders and back, you are going to be arching over and just having a really difficult time in general. So it's important to have full body strength and not not just a plan that just focuses on your abs because a full body approach is really going to take you farther in life and give you lasting results versus just, um, just focusing on the core. Man, I love it. And like I said, I'm so excited to begin this myself. And I've actually been already talking to some of my friends who have had diastasis recti, you know, for not only just like, Oh, it just happened, but have had it in the past and are still kind of struggling with this. I've been like, you know, you really mm-hmm. got to check this out. Um, so would you mind sharing with everybody where they can find your website, where they can find this plan specifically? And I think that you have a code for happy home birth users if they are interested in working on uh, their post-pregnancy bodies. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. So first, any ladies who's pregnant, if you're pregnant right now, globally apt.com and select free prenatal schedule. And you're going to get my free prenatal schedule emailed to your inbox instantly. And you can download it and make it an icon on your phone. And that way you can just click on it and go. And there's no looking through your emails to find it. You just download it. You can download it to iBooks. It's a PDF and just have it as an icon. And then with my 12 week post-pregnancy plan, that's also on glowbodypt.com. The PT stands for personal training, glowbodypt.com. And you can download my 12 week post-pregnancy plan. Same thing. I highly encourage making that an icon on your phone. So you can literally open it up, look at, um, what day you're on. Maybe you're on phase one, day one, you click your workout, takes you straight to the video. And then you're working out with me, really taking all the guesswork and, out so that you can just know what to do and not have to think about it. And then, yeah, I just want to give you guys uh, a discount. So you can take $15 off of my 12 week post-pregnancy plan by using promo code, code homebirth15 and keep that all lowercase. Homebirth is one word in this one five, and that will take $15 off for your lovely audience. I love that. And then maybe they should go ahead and apply that $15 to the squat like you like it shirt that you have, because that is the (laughs) cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I love it. And if you wouldn't mind, would you also share um, your social media account so that people can find you like on Instagram and wherever else you may be? Sure. Yes. It's all very simple. It's all those things. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube, just glow body PT, G L O W B O D Y 
PT, all one word. And you're just going to find a a ton of free resources. So even if you're like, Hey, I'm just going to check this out, start on YouTube. You can watch an entire pregnancy diet and nutrition. Um, learn all about that. Where I just talk to you one-on-one. It's like me hanging out with my girlfriend. I'm very Mm -hmm. I say it, and there's just lots of free content that you can start with. And then if you decide, hey, you drive with my style, then we can progress on to the 12 week post pregnancy plan. And you don't have to be postpartum in the postpartum season to close your Abby up. So if you are still struggling and you're maybe eight months postpartum or a year or five years postpartum and you're still like, hey, I've lost a lot of weight, my body's pretty lean right now, and I just have this lower belly pooch that I can can get rid of, take the time to test yourself for diastasis recti. I have a self-check video on YouTube where I walk you through exactly how to check yourself at home so it's private and see if you have diastasis recti. See what that gap is. And if you do have a gap, you can still address it. Get on the 12-week post-pregnancy plan. The only modification I want you making is doing the ab workout of the week three times per week on non-consecutive days. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for example, or any day where there's a gap in between. And this more aggressive approach on the abs has been extremely successful on women like you who are past the postpartum season, but you're still struggling with that ab gap. So I have faith and confidence for you. Don't lose hope. You can still close your gap. No matter how far postpartum you are, just have to have that dedication to do it three times per week versus just one that, um, that you'd be doing if you were postpartum. Oh, that's amazing. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing all of the incredible information that you have. Like I said, I love following you. So Glow Body PT, Ashley Keller, you guys don't, don't forget. Um, and I cannot wait to share my results with you and with all of my listeners as I go through your plan. So thank you so much for all that you have brought to these listeners. Oh, thank you, Caitlin. You have educated women so much and it's an honor to be following you and here on this podcast today. So thanks for all of your hard work. Well, there you have it, my friends. Thank you, Ashley, so much for coming on, for sharing all of your knowledge with us. I know that I am so excited to get started with your plan, knowing that it's diastasis recti friendly, knowing that it's exactly what my postpartum body needs to rebuild and get itself back to a strong, healthy spot so that I can continue on from here. No leaks, no problems. Ashley's program definitely has it covered. And remember the promo code if you decide that you want to hop on with me and do this at the same time, homebirth15 all lowercase, all one word. And I also want to remind you guys to subscribe to my newsletter. If you haven't done that already, I send out some pretty hilarious emails. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but my hand is literally patting my back right now because sometimes they're kind of funny and sometimes they have Michael Scott memes. So be sure to head over to my website and you'll find a sign up form right there on the front page. I also have a really cool new podcast player, the Smart Passive Income Podcast Player. Thank you, Pat Flynn, for that. Uh, it's really easy to listen to any podcast episode that you want to right on the front of my website, and you can download it from there. You can share it to your favorite app. So like if you like to listen in on Spotify, you can click right to Spotify from my website. So that's pretty fancy. Um, but yeah, that is our episode this week, and I cannot wait to see you back here next week.